0: Hi, I'm Kieran, ready to pass the philosophical scriptures of Fifth Harmony.
1: And I'm Jacob, Katy Perry's scholar. And And this this is is Pop Goes Goes Capitalism.
0: Tune. hello yes! jacob
1: yes i love it so much hello kieran
0: <laughs> how are you what vibe are you in with the new uh, music compared to oh, with the new music years, i
1: know? i am absolutely vibing i have not been able to get pop goes <laughs> out of my head ever since you first sent it to me pop goes like... republican i guess <laughs>
0: you know we've we've abandoned the monarchy
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, we are now a republic of pop goes, the island that wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's God Save Pop now. It is God Save Pop, probably from capitalism. (laughs)
0: Oh, no, I just gave myself another idea for another variant. What if? What if I did it like the national anthem is typically played, you know, with the strings, the choir? (laughs) But then it's we it's have this a melody.
1: National anthem and we need <laughs> lyrics to go with it so that when we create the cult that we're trying to create, oh, we can yes. all sing Pop Go <laughs> in <laughs> like a church style, like we did in Catholic Mass that I went to as a child.
0: I'll go back to Cambridge and try and get the, the King's College choir on it, you know? The boys choir. Want to just get
1: the Kings... Oh, God. The boys choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No! <laughs> Pop goes! Not the boys! <laughs> oh, come on. They would not be like that. it would be much higher pitched. Oh, <laughs> 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 Oh, God. <laughs> We get a children's choir to (laughs) sing an orchestral Pop Goes Capitalism. (sighs) But yeah, if you're wondering, we're we're referring to versions because Kira made a lot of versions. Yeah. Like the ambient version that you can now hear underneath me. Which is very nice. Oh, Oh, it's so classic. Also, Kieran uh, gifted me the dry vocals as well. So I've just got this on tap now.
0: Oh, yes. That's what you want. Capitalism on tap.
1: (laughs) Capitalism on tap. (laughs) Yeah. So. So, deep dive. Day 15. It's on. Kieran, what are we doing? We are going to be going through
0: some anti-capitalist pop music. Throughout history, music and politics have been intertwined. From American country music that espouses patriotic values, to reggae music that addresses the horrors of colonialism, to rock that critiques the establishment, all the way to pop that champions LGBTQ rights. When Jacob and I first started properly contemplating making this podcast, one of the ideas for topics we had was anti-capitalist pop songs. And so, to celebrate the start of a new year of Pop Goes Capitalism, we're going to chat about some intentionally and unintentionally anti-capitalist pop music. So I'm going to go first with a couple tracks before Jacob takes us on a deeper journey into one of their favourite pop songs. So, Jacob... My first question for you. What do you think of when I say the name Jessie J Dominoes? <laughs> the pizza? I genuinely <laughs> do.
1: Because of her song Dominoes, I just think of pizza. <laughs> I've never thought of it in that context before, but like
0: take me down like I'm a domino. Like yeah, yeah. I could devour a Domino's pizza right <laughs> now. Oh. No, oh,
1: no, Kieran, why? <laughs> oh, my God, my compressor has now gone red. I screamed so loud. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so <laughs> the first track I'd like to discuss today is from the chart-topping, bob-cut-boasting, powerhouse vocalist that is Jessie J. Jessica J? Yes. Do you have any ideas what song I could be talking about? Hmm.
1: uh, Is it Price Tag? I feel like that's her.
0: Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Her second single, Price Tag, is a rather confusing commentary on capitalism. It seems like it tries to be anti-capitalist, but it falls flat from a couple angles. Mm. So first, let's talk about the song's successes. Throughout, she successfully targets excessive consumerism. It, and I quote, ain't about the, yeah bubbling bubbling Sh- yes exactly
1: um, <laughs> i need a remix right now with you just speaking plainly yeah it ain't about the bubbling bubbling
0: <laughs> she establishes that the sale comes first and that this is bad so yeah the song is kind of anti capitalist in this regard But it's also really fucking confused. So I'm going to list a couple problems now that I personally have with the track. Firstly, she says that we need to take it back in time to when music wasn't, quote, low blows and video hoes. Like, (laughs) what the fuck does she mean? Like, if people want to do any hoish stuff on a music video, I say, like, go for it. Fuck it. Why not? you know? And then what does that have to do with capitalism? Like, stay on point, Jessica, you know? Uh, Very confusing to me. But the main problem I have with this song, from an anti-capitalist standpoint, however, is her perspective where she seemingly thinks that money is something we can simply ignore. You know, Uh, but but like when you can't afford to eat, she can't just make the world dance and forget about the price tag. Like we need food, Jessica. And like B.O.B. on this. Huh? It's B.O.B. Yeah. Yeah. Just need a six (laughs) string and a hair stack. You could keep the cars. Leave me the garage. Flat earth
1: believing Bob. (laughs)
0: Wait, no. Yes. No. No, really. Bob
1: is very, very into flat Earth, from what I remember of like articles in 2016
0: about it. Then what the fuck's going on with that song, Airplanes?
1: Exactly. He thinks that they're navigating a flat Earth. Oh my god, <laughs> I need
0: to like read over his verses now <laughs> with that in mind.
1: Yeah, just type so- "Bob flat Earth" into, you, into Google, and you can find <laughs> rises funds to check if Earth is flat. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) He did a Kickstarter to try and send something up there, I think. Oh my God, that's... The Earth is um... actually 100% flat flat science, the Guardian. Have you seen that
0: video where a flat earther tries an experiment to prove that the Earth is flat and it shows that the Earth is round? (laughs) It's pretty iconic. He's like, he says before the experiment, like... So, if the earth is flat, it will be like this. And if the earth is round, it would be like that. And mm. then and then he hears the results and he's like, oh, interesting. And I'm like, i like, was oh, like... Much yeah. to consider. <laughs> yeah, it was like that energy and I was just like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, price tag. Bit of an awkward one, like... Although the sentiment behind money can't buy us happiness is nice, like I do disagree with it because like I'm not gonna be happy if I'm starving or homeless. Do you get me?
1: Yeah, like, I've got the lyrics up. It seems that she is saying, like, we we don't actually want the money, we just we just wanna dance. Yeah, but seems it seems to be the message.
0: It, it, yeah, without really going any deeper, like Like, Mm. to prevent starving and homelessness, I need money. And, like, to be honest, if I want to do pretty much anything other than walk, I need money. You know what I
1: mean? So, like, depends where you want to walk. I I found a park the other day that was like, no, it's £2 to come in here. That's like a park. No. A park. (laughs) They were charging
0: to enter the park. That's absurd. But um, yeah, it just goes to prove the point. Like, the way our world currently the works. it should be, yeah. it
1: shouldn't be about the money, money, money. Yeah. Because money shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Like, the way our world currently
0: works, like, money does buy you happiness. Because, like, money yeah. is what stops and you it was from designed dying. that way. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Yeah. But, like, all in all, like, I think it's a feel good song. And it encourages us to look beyond material things, which I think is an anti-capitalist message. Despite this, it is quite like a shallow consideration of capitalism. Yeah, yeah
1: this is this is not one I would have personally put on an anti-capitalist pop song list. Oh, just you fuck, wait! I've just realised it's produced by Doctor Luke as well.
0: Oh no! Yeah, well, just you wait because. Um, yeah, the next one is very anti-capitalist, but after that, we're going to get unhinged, Jacob. Oh,
1: OK. Yeah. OK.
0: Yeah. So next, I'd like to move on to a song that provides a much more deep and well-rounded, intentional critique of consumerism. And that song is Excess by Rina Sawayama. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I thought well, you... She I... has
1: <laughs> some good politics! <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so this song criticises Excess and everyone's perpetual yearning for more. She says that heaven was in our eyes, referring to like the beauty of the earth that we're destroying through our pursuit of material things. She subtly refers to the climate crisis caused largely by our insatiable thirst for physical possessions by singing Mm. about a point in time where all that's left is immaterial and we've paid an unbelievable price for basically nothing she she even talks about our propensity to ignore this as a species saying that we forget about it till the end of time oh, it, it's just what a song. it's a masterpiece and um i also find it really interesting how the production itself seems to communicate these messages as well
1: um like yeah clarence clarity is one of my favorite producers for absolutely this exact wonderful reason. yeah
0: uh, like the ma- majority of the song is this like slick, polished, pretty, expensive-sounding acoustic guitar-led moment. Like I like, which I think like might kind of represent the like awesomeness of all of these material things, and yeah. and then that's contrasted with these short sections of the aggressive, distorted electric guitars, which I take to represent like the horrors of the excessive consumerism. Yeah, and then like we return quickly to the karma production, which kind of like mirrors the way that we like see these issues, and then we're just like nope, blocking it out.
1: Um, yeah,
0: yeah. But beyond this, I don't really have much to say on excess. Um, it's just perfect in my eyes. Do you have any thoughts, feelings?
1: Oh, I mean, I love the lion brought a zip code at the mall. Oh,
0: I love that. Yes.
1: <laughs> Make me less, so I want more.
0: Yeah, even referring to the gender pay gap. I mean, that's yeah. really... You're really, like, hitting so many bullet points with capitalism
1: here. It's its <laughs> great. It's so good. It's such a good song about how capitalism... Look Look at genius lyrics writing my answer for me. It uh, rocks capitalism and it's shrinking world. <laughs> oof. Yeah. Also, if you want to feel like uh, a little, like, if you're, if you're ever feeling like climate doomed, um, her interlude from that album, Fuck This World, is my go-to for that one, because that, that covers Uh that perfectly, and I feel is like part two of this song. (laughs) Uh
0: Ah, interesting. Personally. I've I've not listened through to her whole album. Haven't
1: you? No. I love this album so much. Oh, I, I might give it a listen. It's one of my favourites just because it's so diverse in, like, production-wise. Uh-huh. But, yeah, part two to this, or maybe, like, prequel to it. It's definitely connected. Excess and Fuck This World are very connected, if you ask me. But, yeah. So, are
0: you ready for our next song? I'm so ready. So, the two songs I've mentioned so far have kind of, like... You know whether they thought about it that deeply because i'm sorry jesse j but i don't think you did but like they've kind of like tried to say something you know they've tried to have a message that's kind yes. of like related to capitalism like in rinna case like explicitly or like pretty mm. obviously with jesse j's kind of like you know the basic bitch version where it's just like <laughs> You know, I wish we'd all just be happy and get along, you know, kind of like that. Um, yeah. But next, I want to talk about five women. Five women. Five incredible women, who okay. who accidentally championed working from home before it was mainstream. I am, of course. Oh my god! Talking about Fifth Harmony.
1: <laughs> Is this anti-capitalist?
0: I believe so.
1: I'm so excited for this case.
0: So, released in 2016, Fifth Harmony declared that we can work from home.
1: They were so right for that.
0: They were. (laughs) Although originally intended to be a pretty horny song about, well, shagging, this track bore new relevance in 2020 when the world entered lockdown following the onset of the COVID pandemic. And we did. Indeed work from home. The capitalist class are now railing against the notion of working from home who rely on needless commutes and unnecessary offices to siphon wealth into their pockets and in general make the working class more miserable.
1: Yes, indeed yep (laughs) that felt like we're the right place to put that
0: (laughs) beyond fifth harmony's accidental campaigning for flexible working arrangements there's also another more overlooked line in which they sing that you don't gotta go to work could this perhaps this it's the chorus
1: yeah oh yeah you don't gotta go to work 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 but you gotta put in work 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 work.
0: But I, I'm wondering with the you don't gotta go to work, could this perhaps have been predicting the lying flat movement in China, which also began in 2020?
1: The what movement?
0: The lying flat movement. Have you, have you not heard that? about this? Oh, I don't, I don't know how I would describe this. I'm going to Google it quickly so I could explain it. <laughs> like, you know, when you know something, but you can't say it. Like you... Yeah. So it's basically to like... It's basically this movement because, like, uh, the working culture in China is like really unhinged.
1: Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah,
0: so it's basically like this counterculture that's like just be indifferent, like do the, oh, like don't care to like get ahead in work, just do the bare minimum.
1: Well, that 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 should be everybody's goal, to be honest. Well, yeah in capitalism do the bare minimum to get the minimum that you get paid
0: yeah so what do you have to say about our comrades over at fifth harmony
1: i uh, i don't know if i'm convinced this is an anti-capitalist song that's a shame i think no. it is i think it is absolutely about shagging <laughs> and only about shagging <sighs> like when i when i read the lyrics and i'm like
0: uh, let's put it into uh, motion. What if, what if that's the revolution? You know? The
1: revolution is shagging. Okay. I could see that.
0: Well, no, like, let's put it into motion. Uh, I'm going to give you a promotion. Maybe that's about, like...
1: Workplace work sexual exploitation. That's great. <laughs>
0: Maybe we're all promoted <laughs> from the working class into a more egalitarian society.
1: Because, baby, you're the boss at home. Not if you're not the boss. Well,
0: I mean, that. yeah. But maybe that... I, I, okay, right. To be honest, I saw that lyric and I was like, oh, I'm not going to
1: get into that. <laughs> I, I was like, oh,
0: I'm not sure how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> Nothing but sheets in between us. Ain't no getting off early. <laughs> I think.
0: I think it's accidentally an anti-capitalist hit if you just clip the sound bite
1: if you selectively listen to this one bit yeah. it is anti-capitalist you don't I will give yeah, you that you don't gotta it go has to an work. anti-capitalist line in it well two or maybe even three or maybe even three i will give you that but the whole song as an entire production I can't accept as anti-capitalist. I am sorry. (laughs) Well, then you're
0: really going to struggle. Oh. With my... Oh, also, I want... Before we get into that, though, I wanted to do a side note to say that Lauren Hauregi is actually, like, a pretty awesome member of Fifth Harmony who's been very, very vocal in support of abortion rights and Palestine. So,
1: oh, we love to see that. So,
0: Slay Lauren, like joking, joking, like anti capitalist interpretations aside, she Mm. is actually like wonderful. Like, she's so vocal and she, you know, she's very like vocal about like the Democrats and the Republicans are both shit. Like, she's like good, you know?
1: I like that. Is the correct, the correct position to be. Yeah. Yeah. They
0: are yeah um yeah but finally i want to touch on an onyx that sounds a bit wrong uh finally i want to touch on an unexpected celebrity comrade Hmm. nick jonas oh my god might not be the first figure that comes to mind when you think of politically active musicians But I believe that his song, Jealous, might provide a critical analysis of monogamy, which is on itself underpinned by capitalist conceptions of ownership.
1: I am listening. I'm ready to be convinced. So
0: in this song, he sings that because his partner is too sexy, beautiful, and everybody wants a taste, he still gets jealous. Thus the song details Nick's internal struggle with his desire for monogamy. Although his personal stance isn't explicitly stated, he does seem to be frustrated with his jealousy. Perhaps he doesn't actually mind that everybody wants a taste, but the socially constructed ideas of monogamy and ownership that he grapples with cause him to get jealous. So whilst jealous might not be as obvious an anti-capitalist hit. It is most certainly, and I mean without a shadow of a doubt, a commentary on capitalism. And therefore, in my opinion, worthy of inclusion on this list.
1: Oh, you really are stretching for the definition of (laughs) anti-capitalist. Also, did he really rhyme hellish with jealous? Because... Wow, Diddy! It's my right to be hellish. I still get jealous. It's what my... are you on,
0: man? <laughs> oh yeah, it's because he sings it like jealous,
1: jealous. It's my right to be hellish. Rather I than, still get jealous.
0: Rather than jealous, which would rhyme with hellish, hellish. Yeah, I,
1: I, I still go to lush, and I'm hellish. Hellish. Ah, oh, I I can't really rebut. What you said, I think it's a strong case of I've cornered f- you. Yes. ...isn't <laughs> exactly a fan. I don't... It's a difficult... I don't know if it's explicitly anti-capitalist. I don't know.
0: I mean, I think it's accidentally. I think
1: you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> the fear... There's the, like part of me that's like i can totally see that like this is a struggle with monogamy but it feels like an acceptance of like it's okay that i'm jealous because i still got you it doesn't feel like the uh the liberated like we are who we are and we all exist in an ecosystem yeah you see and the weirdness of ownership over a person is very odd to begin with and It doesn't get into that enough for me to be like, this is explicit. Maybe it's like
0: the prologue to that song. Maybe he'll write that song one day.
1: I mean, he's wrote songs since and I don't think he has.
0: Maybe he's just yet to fully come to terms with
1: his feelings. Toxic masculinity. Jonas has described the song as a song about when someone is checking out your girl and you're out. And it's that whole experience I think a lot of men relate to. But I don't actually talk about it. Oh. That sounded that sounded really straight, didn't it? It's pretty safe to imply that it was hyped up on testosterone while writing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how testosterone works! Oh my goodness. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's a bit... W- uh, okay. Fascinating.
1: Well. I'm... Mm, Again this would not make it onto my vaguely anti-capitalist songs playlist I'm afraid. Well I'm sorry. Well now I'm I've,
0: sorry. Well now I've introduced you then to two more anti-capitalist hits. Cuz now you could include them. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: I won't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so with with my songs concluded with that, Jacob, I give you the floor slash the microphone slash the Uh-oh. spotlight. I am so excited to listen to your analysis of this most definitely anti-capitalist song that you've chosen.
1: Ah, Strap in, children, because it's time to go deep once more. Woo. Because I have wanted to put this song under a microscope for years now. On the surface, it's a catchy tune. If you analyse the lyrics, pretty anti-capitalist. You put it together with the music video and this song has a hell of a lot to say about the world that we live in. And hopefully by the end of this pitch, you will be convinced as I am, that this song is explicitly anti-capitalist and anti-imperialist in its nature, even if Katy Perry herself has some wild fucking (laughs) politics we should probably get into one day. So before I get into my weirdly deep analysis of this track, I wanted to highlight something that I found on the Wikipedia whilst researching this, because apparently Ooh. NME ranked Change of the Rhythm as their 17th best song of 2017, praising its catchy-as-chlamydia rhythm and <coughs> fine message. <laughs> I would like to promise you now, at the start of my segment, that I want to do everything I can to make my analysis of this track one thousand percent better than whatever the fuck was happening with Eminem in <sighs> 2017. <laughs> Now, as we went over in the very first episode of this podcast, I cannot play music because the man would descend onto me like Donna Noble descends onto transphobes. And <laughs> as we hear, and to recreate the song as a cover seemed like a lot of work for the first half of January. So you are stuck <laughs> with me reciting the song's lyrics in my own unique way. If you would like to follow along or remind yourself as to what the music video looks like, watch it before listening to my section. Are we ready, kids? Yes! Okay. Are we crazy? Living our lives through a lens? Trapped in our white picket fence like ornaments? So, this is the very start of the song. In the video, you see some shots of this fictional theme park called Oblivia. Ooh. <laughs> with Katy Perry wide eyed walking through the ticket gates and on the surface level argument that i can see a lot of people making about this song and video they're all saying that this is like a critique of social media living life through a lens your instagram makes you an ornament or whatever sure this is definitely a commentary on social media but i don't think it's outright anti-social media as the song then continues So comfortable, we're living in a bubble, bubble, so comfortable, we cannot see the trouble, trouble. This lyric is nakedly about social media being a comfortable bubble. And critically, if you turn to the music video, you will see a bunch of people on tablets taking selfies and seemingly oblivious to the theme park around them. This will become important later. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm
0: lo- I'm loving it so far. <laughs> I've intentionally not listened to this song like all month because I knew you were going to be doing it, <laughs> and so I'm really happy to be hearing the song again. Actually,
1: I've only ever done uh, this like pitch to one person in real life, so <gasps> doing it oh well a- as this format is very different so i hope it's coming across so katy perry continues to sing are you low no i'm not gonna do it like that <sighs> are you lonely up there in utopia where nothing will ever be enough happily numb quite a powerful lyric on the face of it on its own and yeah you could read this being about like millionaires and billionaires etc but i would argue this is actually more about the middle class, which is a class that sees itself as closer to the top than they ever actually are. Ah. They act this way, happily numb, which is a particularly scathing critique. Of this, And in the music video accompanying this lyric, you see a ride labelled American Dream Drop, where you see the happy couple get into a lovely (sighs) little house and get lifted up into the sky. Again, I read this more as the middle class being just comfortable enough to feel like they rose to the top. But those houses are all suspended on a single, thin little string. And the ride is literally called American Dream Drop. I mean, that is a 2008 uh, metaphor if I have ever fucking seen one. Yeah. This, this, this video, this song contains multitudes. So we go again. So comfortable we're living in a bubble, bubble. So comfortable we cannot see the trouble, trouble. Bubble here could easily mean housing bubble too. But in the music video, no. this is where Katy Perry pricks her finger on a thorn from a rose with the look of concern. No. So put your rose-colored glasses on And party on Turn it up, it's your favorite song Dance, dance, dance to the distortion Turn it up, keep it on, repeat Stumbling around like a wasted zombie Yeah, we think we're free Drink, this one's on me We're all chained To the revamp, to the revamp To the (laughs) It's the chorus It's a fucking good chorus at that. Uh the yes. rose-colored glasses, fantastic way of looking at this world. Especially if you look at like the mainstream media's rose coloured tint that they will try to put on everything. Or the rose coloured we're just gonna ignore this completely sort yeah. of approach they take to things. <laughs> Dance, dance, dance to the distortion could mean so many things. My personal reading of this one is that this is a read on the culture of partying the night away. To forget about your dead-end job every Friday, Saturday night... I don't know if America has the same culture as the UK, but becoming so wasted you are literally a zombie in your time off. To take away the bite of capitalism, it doesn't seem that healthy. And that's how I read this as she goes into the... We're all chained to the rhythm part. Yeah. In the video... It gives us the uh, love me roller coaster. Again, fucking incredible metaphor for the cis-nuclear family with the blue heart for boys, pink heart for girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. During the We Think We're Free, you see the houses drop. <laughs> and yeah. some of the flower boxes also come loose. 10 out of 10 metaphor of how stupid having houses as a market is. As we reach the actual lyric chain to the rhythm. To the rhythm, to the rhythm. We start seeing people queuing, mesmerized, slowly marching towards some kind of ride. The wait time is comically 1984, 1984, for those curious. So there's a George oh, wow. Orwell Easter egg in there as well.
0: Wow. I really love the Turn It Up, It's Your Favorite Song lyric as well. I, I loved that from like the second I heard this song first, like all the way yeah. back when it was released. Because I thought, like, that's so gutsy. But then, (laughs) like, in this context, is it perhaps, like, indicative of, like, you're told what to think?
1: Yeah, pretty much what my read of that is is a bit like what we went into on the uh, previous Deep Dive on radio. Yeah. It's sort of like the, uh, you, you, this is what's popular. This is what you want to be listening to. Five, 10, 15 times a day on capital FM Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think the lyric was so good that uh, a lot of stations did use it in their like commercial imaging. So it's like, yeah, turn it up. It's your favorite song, capital sort of thing. God. So yeah, these things contain
0: layers. Stumbling around like a wasted zombie, isn't it also kind of like, because we like don't notice what's going on around us. This is pretty much
1: where the thesis is going. Yeah, like we. If I'm honest with you. Like we don't
0: see it. So we're stumbling around. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. This song is incredible. I love it so much. I love it. The song continues. Are we tone deaf? My voice is struggling. (laughs) Keeping it swept under the mat. Thought we could do better than that. I hope we can. So. As a lyric, this could mean, again, so many fucking things. People being insensitive to others online, sweeping issues under the mat that are too difficult, require too much critical thinking. Mm. We can do better. The video, though, has a very interesting scene for this set of lyrics. We see someone get fucking yeeted (laughs) over a fence that reads, safe trip home, which to me is a giant fuck-off to immigration migration laws saying, have a safe trip home to somebody who isn't fucking safe back home, something Western governments love to engage in or just outright call them criminals and it's tone deaf of the population to just accept that this is fine, this is normal, this is safe and not deeply ideological and a bullshit on the face of it. As yeah. we get a close-up of this riding question we see the the scenes move forward and a couple seen smiling getting on the ride behind them it reads no place like home again another mention of home being good and not terrible before this machine flings them over the big fucking white picket fence which is probably oh a read God. on Trump's whole wall thing as this came out in 2017 Also, a read on how brutal these things are. Like, it's a violent system of casting people out. And it's such an obvious lie that the immigration is somehow illegal. And then the second half of the lyric is about how we can do better than that. But in the video... It cuts to a ride called Bombs Away, which is really (laughs) on the nose after calling all the safety messages about there being no place like home, which is almost certainly (gasps) a read on the American empire going military shit fuckery in places like the Middle East where there's a lot of immigration coming from that we like to bomb. I've
0: never noticed that it said bombs away in the video (laughs) and watching it like closely now. Like I saw it before you meant just before you mentioned it and my jaw just dropped down. Like I I've watched this video like a few times in the past, but I never noticed just how much it it touches on and quite how explicitly it does it.
1: So good. It's so in plain sight. I love it for that. It's, it's great. So put your rose-colored glasses on and party on. Turn it up, it's your favorite song. Dance, dance, dance to the distortion. Turn it up, keep it on, repeat. Stumbling around like a wasted zombie. Yeah, we think we're free. Drink, this one's on me. We're all chained to the rhythm. To the rhythm. To the rhythm. Back again to the uh, the lyrics, which feel extra poignant right now after the bombs falling in the bombs away ride which importantly is the only ride we see that doesn't have people on it interesting isn't it (laughs) i always found that interesting
0: why could that be
1: because it's not happening to us i'm thinking drone strikes Uh uh-huh i was thinking that was like a, a thing or the inhumanity of bombing somewhere sort of thing could be either. So in this second go of the uh, like pre-chorus bit, we see in the video Katie gets some giant candy floss. Um or is it Katie? It just says people. It just says giant candy floss, actually. <laughs> There's some smiles, some people carrying on as normal. Katie is one of them, even after watching people get flung over the fence. Now though. As she sings about the rose-coloured glasses again, we see the ride everyone has been queuing for. (sighs) And it is literally just a hamster wheel. So iconic. And if you look close enough, you can see the bomb ride in the background whilst everyone is fixated on running in the wheel. (gasps) Which again, feels like quite a metaphor. They're all just carrying on as normal whilst the chaos happens. Living
0: in the bubble.
1: Yes, exactly. Oh, I love it. Then we hit the chorus. This time she's in a petrol station, the gas station, if you're American, because you're wrong. Uh, It's called Inferno H2O, where all the light blue liquid is on fire and everyone continues dancing and filling up their cars with it as if this is fine and nothing bad will come from it. In case you need that spelling out for you, this is most likely about climate inaction from people committing the crimes against our planet and our inability to escape it due due to it being part of the rhythm of things. Everyone's Ah. just dancing around it and enjoying the fire water, which we did get. I don't know if it happened yet, but do you remember when the sea was on fire? (laughs) Yeah, sadly I do. <laughs> the second round of the chorus is set at nighttime. this is where Ooh. we see an old timey tv that reads a nuclear family show in 3d and everybody is scrambling to their <gasps> seats maybe not as obvious as some of the stuff in the video has been uh as this is the only time i picked up on this was in a rewatch but i reckon this is possibly a commentary on the nostalgia that's used to weaponise and distract from current issues, the whole, things were better back in my day, make America great again, suggesting it was great ever. Narrative that's that it, yeah. I hate with the power of a nuclear reactor. That's,
0: that's <laughs> interesting as well, because often we hearken, well, not we, but people hearken back to old times to try and do bad things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're not like, let's go back to the... Don't compare
1: this genocide to that genocide.
0: but they're never like let's go back to the good old days when we had 15 minute cities for example you know what i mean like they never say anything like they never refer to anything good that happened in the past no like let's go back to the good old days where this fucking awful thing happened
1: It's quite a brief one, but on the TV, it shows a hamster wheel in black and white. Uh, That's a commentary on things having always been shit, because capitalism is shit. In the whole wow. in 3D thing is mainly an excuse for Katy Perry, like a narrative excuse for her to take off the 3D glasses when Skip Marley hijacks the broadcast, but uh, only if you take the glasses off. Narrative wise, not my favorite way to illustrate this, but it, it's still it's still a good verse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I find it very interesting that people are falling off of the, falling down on the hamster wheel at this point. Yes. And multiple people are. Kind of like showing that it's a game you're designed to, lo- like, where it's designed for you to
1: lose. Yeah, I kind of read that as more of like burning out whilst trying to do it. Ah. It is my desire. Break down the walls to connect, inspire. Up in your high place, liars! Time is ticking for the empire. The truth they feed is feeble, as so many times before. They greed over the people. They stumbling and fumbling, and we about to riot. They woke up. They woke up the lions. Mm, 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 mm. Ah! What a banging verse. Mm. So in the video, this is where Katy Perry gets radicalized. <laughs> <laughs> Such an interesting
0: sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is though. No, I know. <laughs> also, just because of the way that the media says things, like radicalization, <laughs> typically means like, you know what I mean? It's often given like more terrorist connotations than like, like you know, good left-wing
1: anti-capitalist stuff. oh god so yeah she gets radicalised by Skip Marley's transmission (laughs) he comes out of the TV her glasses are gone She looks up at him and is basically... It's basically me discovering bread tube and video essays during lockdown. (laughs) This is is how that happened to me. It's the lyrics of this part that make it great, though, because, like, break down the walls to connect, inspire, which is, like, my personal goal in life is to make people see the political with, that big political words that make people put fingers in their ears sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Skip goes on to call those with power liars and time is ticking for the empire which i read as time is short for american empire which is at the heart of global neoliberal capitalism at this point yeah the truth they feed is feeble incredible lyric no notes (laughs) so true they greed over the people is a super strong one too not sure about everyone but i read this as they greed over the people as laborers and workers. They like underestimate and underappreciate how much of what they have is because of essentially us. Yeah. And now they stumble and fumble and we're about to riot, riot because they woke up the lions. It's saying more people are waking up to just how exploited they've been by this system. And that we outnumber them in so many ways. Yeah, That's how I read that.
0: I love this verse. It's so uh, good, it's, isn't it? It's wonderful, and it's just—it's so lyrically strong. Like, oh yeah, every line has so much value
1: there. Like, it feels yes. like he's
0: truly saying something with every line. Uh, yeah, like he wonderful. was the perfect
1: choice for this fucking song.
0: Yeah. Also, I love it because it's like Katy Perry is a little bit more, you know uh how would you say it like tame in well like the the lyrics are a bit more tame yeah yeah i've always thought of this as an anti-capitalist song but like there's there is something of a veil over it you know like it's a thin one but like a lot of the lyrics aren't completely explicit about capitalism. Well, if you look
1: at the uh, media from the time, which I did when I was doing my research for this, a lot of it focused on how our oh, social media is so bad. We're all chained to the rhythm of social media. It's all social media's fault. Everything's bad because yeah. of social media. That's that's where the line went. That's what the sort of mainstream sort of saw. They weren't doing the sort of analysis that we're doing now, which I think is yeah. an important analysis to be doing.
0: I mean, that's how they could forgive her, I guess.
1: You know what I oh, mean. You could argue that this is what made them turn when this album flopped.
0: I agree. I agree. But it's like, may, but that was like that gave her the best possible chance of forgiveness, if you will. Yeah. From like, say, like actually saying like quite a left wing message. And you have to bear in mind that all of these artists are under like one or two parent companies as well.
1: Oh god, yeah. Like
0: they're the people up in the high place, fucking liars. You know, like li- <laughs> literally, like they're the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, but so I, anyway, I appreciate that Skip Marley's featured on this song to provide like a much more explicit
1: part. Absolutely, like ten out of ten verse from him, and
0: also to like like remove doubt. Unless you want to selectively ignore the song and the video and call it a song about fucking Instagram. But I think with his context added, it becomes more obvious.
1: Yeah, yeah. Turn it up, it's your favourite song. <laughs> dance, dance, dance to the distortion. Turn it up, keep it on repeat. Stumbling around like a wasted zombie. Yeah, we think we're free. Drink this, one's on me. We're all chained to the rhythm, to the rhythm, to the rhythm. Sly. It goes on and on and on, etc., etc., etc. So this is the chorus, the last bit of the chorus. It hits one last time. Everybody's up out of their seats in the video, and Katie Perry is in the middle as they circle around her with their 3D glasses still on. She is smiling. She knows the truth now. She's spreading it to the people. But what makes this scene so powerful to me is how she is so optimistic and as the chorus goes on, gets more depressed. Because the people are just carrying on it's a feeling I know well I think a lot of the left knows this feeling we see this shit for what it is but no one seems to know or care it's so frustrating and then you see this demonstrated so well by this scene where they're just circling her carrying on as normal yeah this is cut with images of her in the hamster wheel running and going nowhere as the bombs fall behind her the final lyrics have always stuck with me ever since I first listened to this and they still feel so powerful today because the chorus changes right at the end to it goes on and on and on it goes on and on and on it's almost like a desperate plea for it to stop before she looks at the camera for the final snap of the video because we're all chained to the rhythm (laughs) And that is why I think this is one of the best examples of a song with millions of views on YouTube that is very much anti-capitalist in its lyrics and the video. Definitely. People say this album and this song is the start of her downfall, but I would argue it's her fucking best. And I'm annoyed that more people think this song is about social media and it's yeah. being bad and controlling us because on that is such a surface level reading of the lyrics and the video. And yet this is what so many comments on the video focus on. I don't think this song is telling people to get off their phones you're antisocial i think this is saying look around critically at every aspect of your life and see how capitalism has rotted everything to the core the people who are glued to their phones are glued because it is profitable to have people glued to their phones not because it's a personal failing or anything of the sort it's an addiction This video has messages about cishet normativity, borders, climate collapse, rose-tinted dependency in the media and lefty frustration when no one listens to us when we're obviously right. It's great. I love this video. I love this song. And coming in 2024, Jacob's deep dive on the bizarre politics of Katy Prairie as a wider person. Because I love this song, but my God, her politics <laughs> are all over the place and need to be examined in an episode all of their own. Thank you and good night. Woo! That was so,
0: so interesting. I have... I I had one note about the end of the music video.
1: Go for it. Go for it. Which is
0: that I find it quite interesting that like, so after she's (laughs) radicalised by Skip Marley, (laughs) which is my new favourite phrase, radicalised by Skip Marley. um, (laughs) Like, I was quite shocked because I don't remember the video that well. Like, I've watched it multiple times years ago, but like, I don't remember it frame by frame. I was quite interested that she went on the hamster wheel. Because because in the one shot, she's like stood in the middle while everyone's dancing. And that makes you think like, oh, so she's trying to convince them. Hmm. Yeah. Or like open their eyes. And initially I was confused seeing her in the hamster wheel. But I guess what she's, she's trying to beat the game having opened her eyes. Yeah. And then at the end, Instead of doing what the others did, which is falling out of, you know, collapsing and falling out of the hamster wheel, she walks it to a stop. Yes. And stands in it, which is kind of interesting. Is it saying like... Maybe we should stop. Refuse to, yeah, refuse to play the game. Yeah. It's, which I found very interesting. That is such a good observation, actually, yeah. You see, I can have serious observations. That are actually intellectually grounded in reality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, are you trying to
1: sass yourself?
0: No, I mean I was being jokey with the, with my last two, really. So, so oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm just trying to say that I'm not a complete uh, plonker. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even
1: pick up on that. The way that she stopped the wheel was different. Like that's a, another, like, like I said, this video, so layered. you there's can so watch much. it and see a new thing. Like the bomb thing I picked. Like there's so the many bombs. layers to the layers I, of the layers. I love
0: it. It's such a good critique. It's amazing. Um, another thing I thought of as well, um, when you were talking about the social media interpretation, like I, what confuses me so much about that? is like, are we crazy living our lives through a lens, trapped in our white picket fence like ornaments? Like the general description of this is like Mm. white picket fence. You know, that's what sticks with me. Like we're talking about something physical here. Like we're talking about a house, a, a place. We're not really talking about like phones so much or social media do you get me like it feels like yeah. we're talking about something bigger than just our phones like why wouldn't she say like trapped in our you know i don't know fucking like little black little black uh glass covered rectangles i mean it wouldn't work it would <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know what i mean though like white picket yeah, fence yeah. Like white picket fence. Also, like, why are you talking about, why are you thinking about social media when somebody says white picket fence?
1: That's such a. I mean, I did, I do actually read that as a read on social media. Still, ah, okay, interesting. A different read to what most people are uh it, it's sort of a read on the performativity of social media like uh, the picket fence being the instagram square and everything you see in the square has to be like perfect like people that mow their lawns and make their garden like that's pristine. i like and it's that, like yeah. a false version of like the inside of the house that's like a total mess because as people we are a mess sort of thing it's like the picket uh, fence of the instagram sp- sphere but it I didn't see it as, like, you should stop being on your phone, you fucking addicted freak sort of yeah, thing like, that most people seem to read it as.
0: To me, it's like white picket fence is instantly, like, in general, reference to the American dream and
1: yeah, the that, aspirational
0: yeah. American middle class. So then I'm Again, thinking...
1: why I think this is about the
0: middle class Yeah. As well. <laughs> so I'm, like, thinking about that more so than I'm thinking about... Like, I'm already being primed, even if this bit is about social media, because I get with the lens, like, lens, phone, social media, like, I, 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 yeah, Yeah. I, I do accept that, like, that's definitely valid, but, but, like, with white picket fence, I'm, like, I feel like you're being primed for something a lot bigger than just social media, like so it's int- it's it's confusing to me that people think that the song in its entirety is about social media because mm. white picket fence to me is instantly like oh we're talking like you know politics
1: like yeah uh,
0: philosophy like yeah
1: it's such it's such it's such a good song
0: i also think it's interesting cuz like white picket fence is like the aspirational thing so that's like the,
1: the it's a false thing in itself but
0: it's the theoretical ideal of everything going right yeah and it's interesting because it's like we're trapped in it so we can't see the trouble but it's like you know if you think about like the countries that america has bombed and interfered with like this might be a silly point to make but like because of the different architectural styles Like Mm. you don't really get so many white picket fences like in the Middle East. Ah. You know what I mean? Like the building styles look different, I think. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because it's like literally like we're trapped in our white picket fence. Like all we see is this.
1: We only see the American way as the only way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's a good point, too.
0: But like it's so layered. I'm so grateful for you like digging into it. And the video, I, I'd never really paused to like ponder the video. So I'm especially grateful to have had that like frame by frame, shot by shot.
1: I'm glad it worked because I've only ever done this with somebody in person pointing at the things in the <laughs> With video the PowerPoints.
0: <laughs> <laughs> powerpoint at the ready with your little clicker <laughs> pop goes
1: capitalism the powerpoint podcast pop goes powerpoints we've just become well there's your problem <laughs> podcast about engineering disasters with slides <laughs> that's their low that's their unique selling point <laughs> oh, we can't steal that anymore anyway. no. <laughs> well wow well there we go a lot of deep dives were dove <laughs> but yeah thank you very much for listening to pot goes capitalism i hope you enjoyed all our new sounds thank you karen thank you servants for producing these woop,
0: woop. it was it was a pleasure and a joy and i'm so proud of them uh, let us know what you think of the new theme music um if you think it's better than the old one Because if you think the old one is better, I don't really want to hear that because I'm really proud of the new ones. Um, But if you think that the new one is better, please
1: let us know. (laughs) Yes. Tell us immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of telling us things, do leave us a review if you felt so inclined. I'm not really one for begging for reviews and whatnot, but if you feel inclined, please do. It's nice to know people listen. Oh yeah, Uh, And give us a follow we're at pop goes capitalism on socials well on on instagram i shouldn't say socials because we're not on anything else no you can follow me on twitter yeah karen's the only one left on that site literally (laughs) yeah yeah um and we will see you at the end of february for another chit chart yes thank you for listening bye (laughs) Ta-da.